date is the evening of the 20th of May 2019. Good evening and welcome to the evening edition of PBE Daily Early Mornings and Late Nights Podcast. I'm Point Blanky Vombi. I fulfilled a lot of things I wanted to do this morning. I'm very proud of that fact. Got into that office, and the first thing I did, I took that from Bloomberg by the way, the first thing I did was sit down and finish the piece of animation I had left over from Friday, cleared that out. I was hoping to at least prep three to four pieces of animation. I've prepped eight. I'm very happy about that. And I also put another one under the belt as far as finishing another piece of animation. So progression looks good. I mean, there was a number I was aiming to hit. I'm nowhere near hitting it, but at least there's inches of progression in the sense of that. And ending it with a perfect walk home was really good. And uh, just took the time to watch a certain show to finish up whatever was started there couple of weeks back and I think for most people they're going to have a very boring Tuesday and Wednesday coming up and I'm just waiting to see reviews of this specific show they're not paying me to market them so I'm not going to say nothing about them but that's just my take and getting home I found good critique from the children's book I'm working on and to be able to jump back into that was really really good and today I actually found it's a good thing I hold a lot of my work because there's a piece of um, motion comic I did last year and some of the posters won't be it again so I'm glad I always hold on to the high resolution images just in case it may be required and maybe to update my portfolio online when the time comes. Now when I got to the office there was no real selection of what I wanted to listen to as far as audible material and started off with some of my favorite rappers and um, I didn't know I had the album in the office but I actually got to listen to a little bit of The Last Emperor. I love that guy. He's, he's him like uh, MF Doom have this alter ego type personalities with their music and I love how they do it so it was fun to listen to that guy's music and passing that I decided to revisit uh, Malcolm Gladwell's um, Revisionist History podcast and the thing is the way I downloaded them the problem is they don't sit in sequence all three seasons. So unless I have to constantly pause after every or finish a 45 minutes and then pick it up from the folder, that feels painstaking and it feels distracted. So the option I went for was this. Use it like broken telephone. Whichever episode is on the next on the list next, listen to that. Regardless of where in the series it sits. And then hopefully since I've listened to the whole series before, I'll use it as a good way to practice trying to align tales to each other. Because Sometimes I love how certain stories are told from the finish and work their way back to the top. It's basically the one thing where, when I was listening to the podcast, this thought crossed my mind. Mission Impossible is the only series of movies where they show you everything that will happen in the film in the intro sequence. It's a literal spoiler, but you still watch the movie for the two hours that it's supposed to have playing on screen. And I think Tom Cruise should be ashamed of himself for abusing that power. But then again, that's probably with the edge that gives him the potential and power that he has as far as the box office is concerned and, and, and concerning the end, the box office returns. I heard from a friend of mine in the office that it's alleged, I haven't checked to see the stats to make sure it's, it's correct. John Wick 3 came out and it's already beat the opening weekend of Endgame. And if that's a fact, then Keanu is a, should be very, very proud of himself. I... I hope to watch it eventually. I'm not really in a rush to do any box office activities. There's too much to be taken care of as it is. So when the time comes, that will be handled. Now, another thing that when I was listening to the Malcolm Gladwell podcast, there's this episode where he talks about prior practice and how sometimes we 
say or taint words from lyrics in regards to how we perceive either the artist or the song itself in the lyrics and how they, inf- they affect us in, in emotion. And the episode was really covering this Freudian statement called parapraxis and it was in regards to Elvis Presley and how there are certain songs he could not perform perfectly ever because he was a very very empathic character and one thing stood out for me and it was a song called Shep and Shep is the story of a, of a pet that is close to dying and it was a song that Elvis loved so much and he performed constantly so it was very dear to him and it made me think of Michael Jackson because Michael Jackson as well did a song called Ben and it's about a pet rat or is it a mouse I forget now seeing those two elements of songs about pets or small animals made me ask myself have I ever really had a pet and to be honest I have not like the closest thing to a pet I've ever encountered or being around is my best friend's cat and my sister's my baby sister's late cat she used to call it it was a an Egyptian mau brown in color and she named him Puss which is perfect because what much better way to, to call a cat and since he looked a lot like Puss in Boots I used to call him Frisky two times but that was my personal take on all that but then I never really had a heavy connection to Puss and I don't think I have any connection to a pet per se like the closest thing to a connection to a pet I have believe it or not is an imaginary pet I had it sounds redundant, but yes, I had an imaginary pet. It was a leopard, and he actually spoke in perfect English. It was hilarious when I thought back to it because I used to. I've always been very comfortable being a loner. It's it's a, it's a a tick I have. I think I I I find very great comfort in just being at a distance sometimes, and I can comfortably sit in the house for an entire weekend with no company and text no one. I can pull it off. Done it before. I may, I may just go back into that because sometimes I've been making these random text messages, which probably the person who receives them is not the happiest to get them. So I apologize for that, in part for the people who've been getting those text messages. And when I look about that thing and I think about the connection people have to pets, because even there's videos online where you see a family when the when the kids get the first dog and how they burst into tears. And I look at it and I I don't get it. I don't have that connection. And then cut away from that the whole idea of noticing that when it comes to having a pet you have to be loving caring present and making sure the pet is, is well taken care of and judging by the track record of everything else i do as far as trying to be empathic i fall short quite often and it made me start really questioning my whole take on empathy and practicality like sometimes it would make sense to have an empathic angle to things you care about but then it makes even more sense when you can just distance yourself from doing that specific thing because it's not practical at the time take for example there are certain films where you see the hero in the story try too aggressively to change the people he is fighting by trying to show them that there is a better way but some people are built and rigged so badly that even trying to show them the better way doesn't exist but then it gets worse when you listen to what the evil person is saying and the extent to which it seems practical it it requires you to be heartless but it's practical like if i eliminate this part of the story 
everything else is irrelevant. But the empathic part ends up not allowing you to make these quick judgments in making certain things come to pass. Like, take for example, because I'm, I'm deep into comic books and stuff. Let's let's just go to um, Infinity War and the character Thanos. His empathy is constantly being questioned but then there are elements of his empathy that actually get shown and the visual representation for this particular episode shows that the one time when he was supposed to be empathic he just used the practical angle to get what he wanted but it hurt him to do so so it's like making a sacrifice knowing full well it will hurt you and you're conscious of the fact that this will hurt you and the empathy that you would have at that time would actually make you not do certain things and not go past a certain line and these are the things we have to constantly ask ourselves because if you think about it our hearts are what stop us from making certain decisions and when we think about our hearts making certain decisions we stop ourselves and then we decide maybe I shouldn't do this because this one doesn't work in my favor uh, there's a movie called um, Moneyball and M- Moneyball the whole the whole thing was this guy had experienced certain failures the manager of the time the, the team played by Brad Pitt he had experienced failures in his time and sometimes there's certain things he wouldn't do because he fears the emotion that would be involved in him doing some, those specific things for example he'd never watch a game when his team is playing because he's afraid of seeing loss so it's practical for him to leave and let the game play listen to the game as he plays and then if he wins, he wins. If he doesn't, he doesn't. But he doesn't want to watch and go through it. And the empathy part of that is that he, yes, he loves the game, but in practicality makes him feel like he feels too vulnerable if he stays in the compound to watch the activity happen. Now that's a very, very big and a big reach as far as that is concerned. But just bear with me. As much as I, I told myself I was never going to touch this element, like a, Friday, a conversation I had last Friday with a friend of mine made me think of this based upon my judgment of self it's been going on two years since I did anything regarding my emotions as far as love is concerned and the whole dating scene and all that and I've just distanced myself from it because it didn't work out the last time and the empathy to myself felt we need to safeguard ourselves, we need to guard ourselves, we need to shield ourselves. So we decided to hide in our work or to be more active in work than anything else, which we did. And we've been doing rather fine. <laughs> practicality was do the work and then everything else will solve itself later. And then the more the practicality of things started being picked up, I decided, okay, when I'm good and ready, I will take the path of potentially returning to the whole idea of sharing love or being in love, if you will. And when I look at it, when I'm shown emotion, my friend helped me realize that I'm resistant to it. Because to a certain extent, I feel it's leading to potentially having the other shoe drop. So you walk expecting things to go sideways. You walk expecting people to do something wrong in your direction. So you're constantly having your guard up. And when the person has no angle towards you or no, nothing vile in your direction, I close up. I, 
I literally can't deal. And then again, I think also I've been I've been out of practice because I don't like being vulnerable. And with the way I've 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 come up, I decided that vulnerability is not is not a, a usable thing in life because every time I've seen people show vulnerability, they've been hurt. Every time I've seen people show vulnerability, they've ended up having to suffer the repercussions of their vulnerability. Like it it's it's worse when you listen to audiobooks of Shakespearean tragedies because everything this guy wrote was a tragedy. And sometimes when you look at movies like for example Disney movies, he thrived in tragedies. And probably that was something too that leads back to the episode in Parapraxis and the emotional torture that comes from a character like Elvis Presley that was done by Malcolm Gladwell. And how to vet oneself and how to distance oneself from emotionally being too vested in something is the, the most difficult part about being human. And humanity is incapable of not showing emotion. As much as we see some people not show emotion and making evil things happen, I think it, it boils back down to that that pivot that we're, we're, we're balancing on. You're either empathic or you're just practical to an extent of being sadistic. That balance to find it is 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 a weird and scary thing. I've seen myself come up with some decisions for some things that I really care about that actually work against me because I'm being way too harsh in the conclusions I've drawn. Now imagine walking around with a shield up the entire time. High chances are you won't be able to really delve into what is required of you. But you will maintain the line that if this is to be done, I'll stay on this line until the very, very finish line. To what extent are you willing to walk that line? Because towing the line is not as easy as it sounds in theory. And I constantly ask myself that question. And as a result of it, I, I think about the movie that I've been talking about just now. The and I don't mean Moneyball, I mean uh, Infinity War, the Thanos character. If I was to have the responsibility of picking up the Soul Stone, for those who have watched the movie, high chances are I wouldn't be able to get the stone. Because I think at that point, if I was told to sacrifice the one thing I love, I wouldn't sacrifice it. And then I started questioning myself and asking, what do I truly love? I have love for my family. I love them to death. I would do everything to make sure everyone in the family is okay. Now, do I love myself enough to sacrifice myself for their betterment? If it was a situation like this, these, these, these scenarios you always ask ourselves, like it was if it was put like you, if you have to do this one thing, your family will be okay, would you do it? And when I ask myself that question, I also take, it also takes me back to a whole other rabbit hole. And the other rabbit hole is this. There's always been this question that we ask, we were, we were asked, I don't know if it was written by a philosopher or if it's in the good book and by the good book I mean the bible I don't know where it is but the statement says what does it profit a man to gain the whole world but lose his soul empathic me would feel yeah what does it profit a man I mean then you get to miss out on a perfect life practical me says the answer is in the question he gained the whole world we, we, we are yet to find out what happens to the soul and what happens thereafter, but as far as practicality is concerned, he gained the world. And when I look at that, it makes me think about world leaders. There are countless world leaders, be it in business or be it in politics, who've done things which are borderline psychopathic, yet 
with the wealth they generate and with the clout they generate and the power they generate, they then go forward and do good things for by creating trust, by creating funds, by creating non-governmental organizations, regardless of the crimes they committed to people across the globe. But by doing this one other thing, they end up being seen as empathic characters. Practicality made them decide certain people are cannon fodder. And after that cannon fodder was taken out of the equation, then they found what they're supposed to be. And by garnering that kind of wealth and power, then they solved what was to come in the future. It's the justification for war for a lot of people. A lot of people have to get hurt in order for a better world to be built thereafter. Empathy versus practicality. I'm certain I'm going to revisit this topic, but this is something that we all have to really rush our minds through it and just brush our, our thoughts based upon it. And I think that's why the basis of a religion is important because you have to have something that gives you an option. Religion, to my understanding, was put together by Constantine as far as Christianity is concerned, was put together by Constantine because he needed one way to make sure order can be maintained and the only way you could do it is to find a way to make man empathic towards man. They are all equal in the eyes of the Lord such statements and I'd like to hear what you guys have to say I'm really curious because this this is one of those topics which is rather, rather dear to my heart empathy versus practicality where would we stand in this equation based upon our current day in life our current activities in every 24 hours where would you sit in there didn't expect this to be so long an episode but you can clearly tell that it's, it's a topic that's really dear to me thank you so much guys for listening to this podcast I'm so grateful for the numbers I'm gathering online so far and the influence that is coming up. I've yet to get a bad review and I think the only bad review I can give myself is I can't wait to get enough cash to actually buy a better microphone to make this audio even better for you guys. But thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me, taking time to even indulge in my musings and my indulgences as far as this podcast goes. I'm about to jump into the drawing table, get some more drawings done, hopefully get something done in the matter of corrections for the drawings that I'm doing for the children's book and a couple of readings I'm supposed to do because I'm supposed to make that uh, an appearance on a podcast of a, of a colleague of mine over the weekend. Hopefully I'll be able to make that as well. So a lot of reading, a lot of drawing is supposed to be done. Say it with me now. Be Caesar or be nothing at all. Have yourselves a lovely night. I'm going to check in on you guys in the morning. God bless.